Got a question? Give a holler. You got open line 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Which veggie plays sports? Squash. Ding, 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 ding. Nice. Well, look at you. You're good. You're good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. That was a good one. I thought that was interesting, too, because I'm going, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I didn't cheat, but I did look up a list of sp- uh, of different vegetables. Oh, did you? And then I saw squash. I was like, it's got to be that. So. <laughs> hey, well, whatever. Cool. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Okay, early signs or signs of either it's going to be uh, an early winter or it's going to be a bad or, or easy winter. Okay, now early arrival of the snow owl is early winter. Okay, woodpecker sharing a tree. Now, I'm trying to think, what are they moving in, packing the set, you know, going on in? Hey, we're going to live together this way. No, it's basically when they're eating off the same tree. So that I have no idea who could have came up with these. These are all folklore. Okay, another one is thicker than normal onion skins or corn husks. This is going to be a tough winter. All right. Uh, we already did the woolly, the woolly, woolly mammal. We are right warm. <laughs> but anyway, and then raccoons with thick tails. And then bright bands around the tail. Okay. Now, in our ventures going up north, we saw several coons <laughs> that were went to heaven. <laughs> yeah. And I did notice that their tails looked pretty doggone big. I didn't notice the rings on it. Okay. And then early arrival of crickets on the hearth. Now, this year, we had quite a few crickets, and but they were in the school. You know, like when you walked in the school. And, oh, I had one I couldn't find. That thing was driving me nuts. And he was big. I seen him, but I could never get him. Okay, early crickets uh, on the on the hearth, okay? That's a sign of springs. Spiders spinning larger uh, webs than usual webs. And then entering the house um, in great numbers. No, thank you. Now, this one that's interesting. Pigs gathering sticks. Hmm. Well, our pigs never had access to sticks, so I can't prove that one. Okay, ants marching in a line rather than meandering. All right, uh, early ex- uh, solution of uh, bees within the hive. Seclusion, not solution. Seclusion of bees within the hive. Now, that I am not going to go check out. No, I am backing away from that. Mm-hmm. Okay, unusual abundance of acorns. Uh, and acorns are very, don't let your dogs eat acorns, folks, or black walnuts. No, 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 no. All right, and if you have a uh, like uh, acorn tree, I mean a oak tree, you know, in your yard, uh, you might want to put a muzzle on your dog so he can't. Because boy, I'll tell you, that I've known a lot of dogs eating that, and they're toxic and not. Also, too, that you know how hard they are, and that the dog crunches them, they become like shards that go through the system and can do some damage to the system. Okay, unusual abundance of acorn. I already said that. Okay, muskrats burrowing holes high on the riverbanks. Okay. Uh, let's see. Now, this is one that I I know of. Uh, neighbor down the street, they had this one tree. It's gone now. But it was, uh, they always had, you know, the paper wasps. You know, their big hives mm-hmm. type thing. And in that tree, every year they get a wasp nest in there. And it seems like you blink and then it's, when you open your eyes, it's there. I don't know how, they, they can really be build fast. But how high the hornet's nest is will tell how high the snow will be. And the years that it was up high, and that we got a lot of snow. Wow. And then the years that, you know, it's been lower, it, we didn't get as much. But And so I'm just like, I don't know how people put this together that, you know, as far as 
how the universe comes together. These are tailed. These are signs of the forecoming winter. I have no idea. So, okay, got questions? Give Alice six five one six four one one zero seven one. Okay, being that it's getting cold, and this drives me up a tree. And this is once again, how does your dog see it? All right, people, um, uh, they they start bundling themselves up. You know, because it's getting brisker outside. And they turn around and start bundling up the dog. All right? And it's like, people, I know it's cute to have your dog wear something, but please, see it from the dog's point of view. God bless them with a nice coat. You know, uh, the exception would be your short-coated ones, like your whippets and your, you know, your chihuahuas, one that have a very thin skin. Okay. But you don't need to put massive a sporting wear on these dogs. They don't need much to stay, you know, easy or, or not easy, but you know, to stay comfortable. Okay. So the thing is just because you're bundling up, don't bundle yourself up. The worst thing that I ever saw was a, a Husky, a Siberian Husky with a jacket on. And I'm like, and you don't think that coat is thick enough to sustain? They live in the North Pole out in the snow where they curl up and the snow just goes over the top of them. Okay, so people, please, please see how the dog sees it. They don't want to be overheated, and that can cause a lot of problems. They can get your dog sicker by getting it overheated. And so that's why pay attention. If you, you know, if you want to have your dog wear something cute, but don't have it so thick that you can see the obviously the dog is, you know, it's 10 degrees above and your dog is panting as he's going for a walk. Well, it could be because he's too fat and just, you don't want to walk, walk too long. But the thing is, is that it, humans have a tendency that if you bend, bundle up, you bundle the dog up. And so, like I say, if you want to get something cute, you know what I mean? Like maybe a scarf around the neck, <laughs> you know, uh, but please don't bundle, bundle the dogs up. That's what God gave them a nice coat. And now that's why all the dogs and the cats right now are shedding. They're blowing their coat because the thicker under uh, coat is coming in and their coat is getting ready. Now, obviously, dogs that uh, spend their time outside start thickening, thickening their coat up in, in, in September. Okay, my horse Jake started thinking, believe it or not, in August, he started getting a thicker wow. thicker coat. Well, he's old, you know, he's 35 years old, and so he doesn't have, you know, he just starts his coat earlier, and then it gets really dense. And so, um, uh, no, he, yeah, believe it or not, now nah, that's another story, never mind. So, <laughs> I was going to tell you about, his. he has a coat of many colors. I uh, had a horse blanket that I just dearly loved, and it was wool. And it just started falling, it was canvas on the outside, and then wool on the inside. And I had this guy in Hugo, he will repair horse blankets. And so I, I gave it to him. He just said, well, this is kind of like old. <laughs> he says, but the hardware and everything is so, and it's well made. He says, let me see what you can do, do. He says, are you up for any particular color? I don't care. Okay, I don't care. Just just make it live. <laughs> I go to pick it up, and he is laughing and laughing. And he says, Kate, I hope you'll be okay with this. And I said, why? <laughs> he brings this horse blanket out. Oh, Lordy, every color in the rainbows on that thing. And I'll tell you, in all different size squares and triangles and oh my gosh in heaven. It, it's the coolest. It is so cool. I, I got to pull that out and take a picture of it because I haven't seen it for a while because I don't use a, a horse blanket. I only have it in case you need it, you know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so, so yeah, it's a coat of many colors is what it is. <clears throat> so anyway, so, so back to dogs and cats. God bust them with a coat. So please, guys, don't overheat your dogs. You know, don't be getting these thick and thick. And then plus, you're actually, uh, I don't know about you, but, okay, okay, I'm wearing a hooded sweatshirt with a shirt underneath it, okay? And yeah, I did put pants on today instead of shorts. But 
this is me kind of like it's a 20 below weather day. I'm not one to bundle up. I do have a really cool, way cool rabbit hat <laughs> that, you know, it really is nice and warm. And anyway, uh, but... If you are always bundling, bundling yourself up, I really believe, uh, you know, I know this isn't the correct verbiage, that your blood doesn't get thick enough to deal with the weather. And so I don't know. But yeah, so my people just really see it how the dog sees it. He's, you know, melting. You know, if you got to look at something cute, you know, get a, a, a scarf, a hat. Now, one thing, too, that you do want for with the upcoming winter season is you want booties if you're walking your dog on city streets because of all the salt. And so, um, or you want to get those uh, paw scrubbers, so when they come in the house, you can scrub the paws and get, because that, that, all that salt and stuff can get between the paws, and then they lick it, and then they, they can get burns between their, you know, so you've got to really be careful with the paws when you start taking them out, when there's a lot of salt out there, okay? And anyway, so, hey guys, open line, 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Like I said, there again, don't bundle your dog up. God gave him a coat, let him use it. Now, obviously, when you got a thin skin, Dolby, whatever type thing, yeah, they're going to need a little bit, but they don't need parka jackets or, you know, down-covered everything, all right? So use common sense. And then the boots, yep, definitely get some suit boots if you're going to be walking them around uh, the cities uh, because that is a really uh, bad for their feet, all that, that uh, salt into their thing, okay? Uh, let's see, dogs head out windows. See how the dog sees it, all right? You know how it sees it? It says, oh, boy, am I having fun. Boom. What was that? Bug in the eye. All of a sudden, we got a major problem. All right. So the thing is, is just because you think your dog is having fun with his head out the, the window. The thing is, is that if you want to hang your head out the window without goggles on, that something might get into your head. OK. And then also some people roll the window down so much that if the dog sees something he really wants, guess what's going to happen? There goes the dog. So if you're going to allow your dog's head to go out the window, will you please have goggles? Um, I uh, There's uh, just Google goggles <laughs> for dogs. Okay, or eyewear for dogs, and they're out there. But don't. I mean, I, I then things can get in their ears. Something can slap. I, I just not just use common sense on that, you know, so that your dog stays safe. And the thing is, is that you don't they they don't need to be sticking their whole head out. You can just crack it down so they can, you know, to get the wind and the no, you know, the scents that are going by through their nose. So that's the thing. Okay, okay, okay. Meeting a dog. How does the dog see it? Meeting another dog. Okay, meeting another dog, you stick your hand out. Okay, for, let's try do humans to humans. So we got somebody in line. Well, we'll do humans to humans to dogs in just a bit. Okay, first we'll take we'll take the line. We'll, oh, wait a minute. I hello. Yeah, yeah. let's head to a break let's and then we'll take her right after. I'm it. here just yep. talking away. <laughs> this outfit, these uh, it's going really fast. Okay, let's see. Why did the orange stop in the middle of the road? Why did the orange stop in the middle of the road? Break. Be right back. All right, we're back. I'd appreciate you listening to the KDK9 show every Sunday. I'm your nooner from noon to two. Pass the word. Uh, you can listen to my pad, podcast, past shows at mytalk1071.com. And then also you can go to my Facebook, KDK9 Facebook page from there. Go to my website, find out when I have classes and such like that. So please check out mytalk1071.com for all their events. And then all the shows here on, my, on uh, FM 107 are podcasts. So you can go to everybody's individual show page, okay? All right, let's see. Why did the orange stop in the middle of the road? Uh, I have no idea on this one. He ran out of juice. Ah. 
Okay. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Ran out of juice. There we go. Okay, who's up to bat? We got Jackie up, and she's got some questions about tartar buildup on uh, dog's teeth. All right. Hi, Jackie. How you doing? Good. Good, good. What kind of pupper do you have? English Springer. Okay, how how big? How many pounds? Um, I think she's between 42 and okay. 45. Okay, and how old did you say? She's 10. 10, okay. So what's going on? Well, she ends up with a lot of tartar um, and gingivitis on her teeth. Okay. And what is the best way besides brushing? I, you know, we can try to brush her teeth. Is there a certain toothpaste, enzyme? Okay. So now, to are prevent- you- Okay, are you, well, you can't really prevent it. it. Well, food has a lot to do with it. Yeah, the more carb you feed them, the more tar in the teeth, okay? So sometimes, you know, like people that feed raw diets, uh, they're, 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 their teeth are not their owner's teeth, but the dog's teeth <laughs> are doing uh, uh, do very, very well. All right. Okay. And so the diet plays a big part in it. Just like humans, let's say today we went to the state fair and we, we you know, had our corn dogs, our, you know, our French fries, our cheese curds, and all. When we wake up in the morning, our teeth feel like a sandbox. Okay. So we get them all scrubbed up, and now we eat very healthy today. And now tomorrow, when we rub our, wake up, run the tongue over the teeth, and it's just kind of like, ooh, pretty smooth. So the more junk that's in the dog's diet, then the more tar on the teeth. Okay. And so then. Uh, other thing what you can do they've got these rubber oh, instead of using a toothbrush i can i, I trying to manipulate a toothbrush in a dog's mouth is pretty tough because mm-hmm. they're trying to chew on it and the whole cool thing so if they've got this it's like a plastic with all these tiny little plastic bristles on it that you can put over your uh, like your uh pointer finger mm-hmm. and then you can go you know back and forth at the top jaw you know and back but bottom jaw you know go for yeah and so I find that works a lot better. And you can put, you know, they do have toothpaste for dogs because obviously the dog's going to swallow it, correct? And so you can't use people because we can't, we're not supposed to swallow our, our, our stuff. And you don't want anything that has, um, what's the pink stuff? What is that? I, not iodine. What's that in the, uh, 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 fluoride, fluoride, okay? You don't want anything with fluoride in it because you don't want a dog swallowing the fluoride, right? Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, is that if you can, uh, you can also go Google natural recipes for toothpaste for dogs. <laughs> okay, so check that out. And that's okay. an idea there. And then um, uh, some people just use gauze on their fingertips. Will the dog mm-hmm. let you stick his finger, your finger in his mouth? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she's not real excited about it. Okay. Um, I did get one of those finger brushes, and I'm starting to do that, letting her lick it, just do it. You know, yep. slowly. Very looking for you. But though, even if you just can get your finger in once and out once, we're done. Make it a happy yep. dance. Oh, yay, look at you. We did it. We brushed. We brushed. Okay, they right. give her something, you know, play, play a ball. So when she sees this and goes to it, she's excited. You know, she's less likely because if you are apprehensive, like, let mommy do this, then the dog is like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why if you come, well, got a brush. Let's go. One, two, get. We're done. Yay, you, yay, you. So if you take it by baby steps just like trimming nails if you could do a nail day or a nail a week you know you take the baby steps and you present it not apprehensively then the dog will get better with it okay um some people will use uh baking soda like make a little paste with baking soda because that's fine if they swallow the baking soda it's no big deal all right. And so that's the thing is, you know, to try to and, and work and more people work on the teeth instead of the gums. 
You want to mm-hmm. be more into the gum area. You know, that top part of the teeth is what you really want more of, okay, to keep in shape. And okay. and just like in the human world, in the dog world, you know, some dogs have deplorable teeth no matter what you do to them. Same within the human. You know, you have a person that flossed and did all this. and made a, You know what I mean? Dentists every six months and the teeth are just rotten. Because usually a lot of times it comes into genetics. And then also when what happened when the, the human or the pup was in the womb, the nutrition that the mom got can cause a lot of problems with the teeth all right so no matter how good of human mom you are that the teeth are just deplorable and so you just got to go accordingly okay yeah yeah i think some of it is genetic mm-hmm. you know so i'm just trying to figure out now there's some sort of dental chews well no because most of those dental chews are greenies all right, and that's uh, like uh, all starch, and that's really bad for them, okay? So if you can get them to chew on a raw butcher bone, not a shank bone, but like a gnawing bone, that will help uh, uh, keep those teeth clean, all right? You can get them at the butcher. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want the shank bone. You need a long bone with a marrow in it because that bone is too hard and it can shatter teeth. You don't want antlers. That will shatter teeth. You want something that as your dog chews on it, they whittle it away as they turn their head sideways to chew, Okay, and so, but the, like I said, a lot of those dental cues, all they are is basically, uh, well, it's a brand name, Greenies, that, you know, it's 100% starch, and you can make your own. You take a starch, fill a dog bone cookie cutter with it, put some green color dye in it, and you've just made yourself one. So that's not a healthy option. A healthy option would be uh, even the Kongs toy. You know, the Kongs have, um, uh, you know, they have black ones, red ones, and pink ones. And so, like I say, you could take and put a carrot in one and have the dog chew on the carrot. And so there's a lot of other options for different things to chew on instead of things that are not good. Okay. And so there is something that's called teeth, T-E-E-I-F, I think it is. It's stuff that you can put in the water to help the teeth. I've heard both people swear by it, and I heard some other people saying, well, you know, it really didn't work in my case. So teeth, that's another thing that you can check, T-E-E-F, I think yeah. is what it is, okay? And, I did see some of that at Chuck and Don the other day. Okay, oh. yep. So There's like I said, it's similar. on the fence as far as, you know, it's not like, whoa, you magic. You know, it's, some it works and some it doesn't. So, But the better thing is to give them something that they can chew on that's good for them. You know, a healthy for them, not a rawhide chew or pizzles or things like that. No, no, no. that's what and we don't. Not a chewer. Okay, no, that's yep. the other. And so, but see, the raw butcher bones, most dogs will take that. And okay. so, and even like I say, if she's got like the kong, like the beehive kong, if she can nah, 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 that that will help too. You know, so a little bit here and there will all add up. Okay. Okay, kid. Great. Thank you. Thank Have you. a great day. Bye bye. All right. Why was the piano on the porch? Why was a piano on the porch? Hey, thank you for listening to KDK9 Show. Remember, go to mytalk1071.com and listen to all the podcasts on everybody's show, you know, on the individual page. And so what's the score? Vikings are playing the Bears. What do we got? They are the most recent. Uh, they just went to halftime 21-10. The yes. Vikings have the lead over the Bears. 21-10. Yes. Hot diggity dog. I like that idea. And hope this is I don't know if you remember last year. Mm-hmm. It was the last two years, maybe the last three years. Every time they could be kicking some serious butt when yeah. they went to halftime, they mm-hmm. came out and it's like 
a whole different team came yep. back out and they mm-hmm. got kicked. Now this year, because all last year, I'm like, what are you nuts? Can't you see this? Don't let them go into the locker room at halftime. Make sure. them stay on that field. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, and so now this year, at least they, they're, be, you know, they're coming they're out and we got the same. Yes. Yeah. So that is so happy. All right. Why was the piano on the porch? Well, s- sometimes these jokes are punny. Other times they're just, you know, flat out obvious. I'm going to say because it was too fit, too big to fit through the door. Okay. No, he forgot his keys. Oh, there you go. That's a good one, too. He forgot yeah, his well keys. Done. <laughs> That's good. There you go. There you go. What can we say? Hey, uh, Farmer's Almanac. Guess what? Okay, they. this is what they predicted, okay? Farmer's Almanac, which has been made weather predictions since 1818, mm-hmm. has its release as 22-23 weather forecast. The forecast predicts the frost, the first bite of winter, is expected to come earlier than last year's, with frigid temperatures especially hitting the north-central region. Weather will be colder than normal in the coldest period in the late November early December and late January and early and late February. Pre- uh, precipitation and snowfall will be about normal in the north and below normal in the south. Well, I mentioned Tuesday was going to be 70. Um, after that, uh, there's a lot more threes in the forecast than there are sevens. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more threes. That's good. Uh, there's a, uh, the, it's the Farmer's Aubanac, they, it uh, is 80 to 85% accurate wow. is what they think. So. So there we go. Okay, who's up? Uh, we got Aaron asking about uh, some aggression issues with a uh, pupper. All right. Hi, Aaron. How you doing? Hi, Katie. Hi. I really enjoy your show. Just had some gen- a general question about trying to socialize our dog, who's five. We rescued him at two. He uh, has the mix of Boston Terrier and Chihuahua. Cutest little thing. Yeah. But he tends to be overly protective. People coming in the house and then on walks. Half the time he can be friendly. It just kind of depends on the reaction he gets from the other dog. But he, he's, he's been known to nip. Okay. So I'm just looking for some general suggestions, get some opinions. Other than, other than an obedience class or something formal, what kinds of things could we be doing to try to help socialize him or just calm him down and not to be so... So aggressive. Okay, usually it starts from the human at the end of the leash is where the dog gets his cues from. The human doesn't isn't a strong and the 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 word isn't strong enough, but but they're you know strong enough leader. That's not it. An organized leader is a better term for it. Okay, first of all, when you're going for a walk, what do you walk them in? A harness or a training collar? Harness. Harness. Okay. See, harnesses restrain. They don't train. What you do is you get you let them out. And then if you get worried, you kind of hold them, bring them back in. You've got a tight leash. A tight leash to the dog says you don't have your poop in the group and that they have to rise to occasion and take care of it. All right. The leash should always, always, it should be short but loose. You know, at times when you're worried about, you know, there's my, you know, the dog might explode. Okay. I would, how many pounds is the dog? Uh, 11 ish. Okay. Maybe 12 tops. So he's maybe a pound overweight, okay. something like that. Okay, yeah. So um, I would strongly suggest a star mark training collar, star mark. You want the small, and you can add links or take links out of it. It's plastic and nylon because, like I say, the harness restrains. It does. And, I, and everybody says, well, I'm using a harness because I don't want him to choke himself. Well, that's very true. I understand that. Well, then get the right training collar that the dog will listen to, and that would be this one. Is your dog used to a collar? He, he does wear a collar, okay. uh, but we've always been told with this type of dog, because we've had this breed before, that mm-hmm. 
they yep. have trachea issues and yep. not to wear not to put any pressure on his throat. Yep. Well, no, they, yeah, where the pressure is going to come from is by allowing him to lean into the collar. When you got the right training collar and you give it a little pop or a, a flick, you know, he's going to be like, oh. Oh, hello, because we want to teach him not to pull. And so with a couple of the quick flicks, he's going to learn, well, I guess that's not the thing I do, all right? And so that's why the biggest thing is is that um, you leave the, the regular collar on when you put the dog training collar on, okay? So it crosses with the regular collar. It doesn't get the full effect. And so usually it takes a couple pops, you know, uh, uh, you know flicks, and at the right timing and all of a sudden the dog is going to be looking at you what what all right and but if you insist on using the the um the harness what there again what you cannot do is have any tension from that leash to that harness you have to give it a pop a snap a jerk something so they get into the dog's head and you know when you got into the dog's head when they turn and look at you what you got a problem here <laughs> yes we do don't act like that <laughs> and so now when you go for a walk um, are you allowing him to meet every dog and people as you go on the walk not all the time it's okay. really kind of a you know, here and there, maybe okay. half the time. Okay, until you get more control of this situation, there is no greeting people or dogs on the walk. He has to earn that right by being politely walked by on a loose lead, all right? And then you can pick and choose which ones you want. But the thing is, right now, he's ansi- amping himself up every time he sees a person coming or a dog coming, that he's going to get to meet him. So all of a sudden, he's standing on his back legs. He's acting like an idiot, you know, and so he's like, okay. Okay, the antsiness of, okay, here it comes, here it comes. No, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? And so what you got to do is you got to be the calm force and give them a pop. Hey, 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 you be nice. Be nice. Just settle. Just settle. Don't pet them. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say don't pet them. Don't hold them. Okay, he has to do some thinking here and you have to send through the leash and through your verbiage that you've got this and that that the, the what he's doing is unacceptable behavior. And there's a consequence for that, not just being okay. restrained by holding him back so he can't get to that dog or to that person. Uh, believe it or not. So, it, go ahead. Go ahead, Kitty. I just I'm waiting to okay. something. believe it or not. Another thing to do that you can pull off to the side a little bit and stand on the leash with both feet, that when the dog is standing on all four and you're standing on the leash, that there is, uh, if he lurches forward, he'll correct himself. If he lurches up at you, he'll correct himself. But if he stands, all of a sudden, if he sits, it goes a little bit looser. And if he lays, it goes totally loose. You bring your hands into your body. You don't look at the dog. You don't say a word. Just ignore him. Let him figure this out that he's got to settle himself down. Okay, then like when somebody comes over to the house, you're going to have the leash on and you're going to be facing east and west if your company's coming in north and south. And if you if you can't get him to sit and just be patient and watch people come in a training collar would help you with that but if you still want to just use the leash then you stand on the leash and so um and just ignore let him figure out that he can't no matter what his efforts are he uh, is immediately doing it to himself if you have the leash in your hand by the time he lurches out to touch that person then you are late in your timing trying to get him off that person okay but if you stand on the leash it's an immediate reaction to his action as he lurches forward towards a dog or a human or lurches upwards towards you all right so by standing on the leash and ignoring him and then once he calms himself down you just verbally tell him very nice very nice give him a scooch 
Okay, just give me a little scooch in the chest, like where the uh, where the V is in the chest, because that calms dogs down. And so then, like I said, so now acting politely and calmly gets your attention. Okay, okay. What did you say? Um, <clears throat> so I wanted to be clear about we. I got to be honest. We have the tendency, you know, to let him walk in front of us. Yep. And we've seen other dog shows where it's like, oh, you got to keep him by your side. Yep. And keep control and yep. like like a marching order, right? Yep. And which doesn't seem like a whole lot of fun for the dog. Okay. So yeah. so that is that is that am I understanding that clearly that we want to keep him closer to our bodies while we're walking him? When you're in the motion of walking until the dog learns manners and that you are a better uh leader and someone worth to respect and trust, he you walk as a team and he can control himself around other dogs and people. Okay, then maybe, and then once he can politely, where you can, you know, have the leash tucked in your pocket because he's walking so nice, and, you know, just paying attention to you, minding his manners, okay, and it could be six months, could be a year, could be two years, okay, once he can attain that, where, and it really shouldn't take that long if you do things right, but anyway, um, then you can walk a little bit by him scanning in front. Okay, but at any time, you know, you can call him back and he'll walk politely with you. But it, right now, he is running the show and you are not. Okay, yes. he is the head of the helm. And so by you right. allowing him to scan, you're putting him out front. He's a leader. You're the peon. And then also, he now he has to protect you from everything because the peons are weaklings and you're in the back. So you're a weakling. So he has to raise to the to the step up to the stool to take care of everybody, himself and you. So you and I understand what youth want is like yeah like what fun is that for the dog well i'm sorry but you know the thing is is that you guys are partners <laughs> you know so, so he should have fun just walking with you and enjoying your company at any time during the walk you could say you know sniffies or check it out you know and let him go and pee and poop and stuff like that but you stand still now when you're ready to proceed forward on the walk you call him back in and now we were walking as a team it'd be just like okay. you and me let's say we're partners okay and we're going for a walk and i'm walking 15 feet ahead of you scanning all over hey look at this oh look at that over there look at this over there we're not much of a team are we okay no. and so you're allowing me to do what i want which i that was kind of you but we're we do not have a team uh, we i should be able to walk next to you and say oh look at that house oh look at that lawn or you know i mean where we're working as a team that that's fun, all right? But being out in front and empowering your dog is not right. fun for anybody. And so that's why, right. like I say, he will earn his wings to be a little bit more freer, you know? But that comes with him and you building a good team, and he looks to you for direction. That's what dogs want. They need a job, and we need to be the leader, and we give right. them the jobs. And so then that way, we, all of a sudden, they could care less about that butterfly over there, that dog over there. They're going to look up, hey, what are we doing now? By teaching uh, brain teasers, uh, tricks, obedience, have fun that way. But dogs, yeah, they're nosy, but that's a right that can be has to be earned with some personality of dogs. And the you've got a brassy personality, you know, as far as like, uh, all right, don't think I like you, so here, I'm going to snark your face off. <laughs> Do those breeds that, that we're dealing with have much to do with this personality well boston's are noted for being an add and all over the map <laughs> they're a happy fun perky dog but they don't slow down unless they're way fat <laughs> or, or they're gone you know they just are a dancey dancey you know happy happy check everything out breed but what he does and unfortunately people that energy you know can also get them into a lot of trouble 
You know, right. if they get into the wrong space of a dog being too wah factor, all of a sudden he can right. be taken out real quick. One chomp from a bigger dog, and you got you don't have him anymore. <laughs> no, I know. And then the Chihuahuas, the other half, right? Which we all kind of know their personality. Well, the pre, yeah, little, they're a little snippy. Yeah, well, but it's not being aggressive. Can you hold on? We got to. I got to run to break here, and so hold on. Sure. I want to discuss something else with you here. So don't hang up. Okay, let's see. Well, where am I at here? Okay, uh, why did the man get? thrown out of the banana factory why did the man get thrown out of the banana factory we'll be back and we're winding her down for another great sunday so why did the man get thrown out of the banana factory well uh, he's I, I don't know because he kept throwing the bet ones away ah uh, but yeah. dink dink wow that's pretty funny that's, uh, i think it is yeah okay let's quick go back to aaron hey aaron are you there? Yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah, yeah, there ma'am. you are. There you are. Okay, so um, now, yeah, the chihuahuas are brassy little things, and so are the bosses. But that's their personality, okay? How you handle that personality is just like if you have a brassy friend, okay, a two-legged friend. How you handle that is how, what you're going to have in the long run, okay, by going up against them and pushing them, saying, you will not do that again. Okay, what the, all that does is filled with more anxiety and more stress and they become even brassier okay a human would do the same thing but if you figure out okay now how to see it how the dog sees it he you are allowing him to step up to the plate to be a butthead okay because he doesn't see anybody else that's worthy of being a good leader you're just letting them run amok there are no rules or the consequences so dogs don't do things for us out of love they do things out of respect and trust that we've earned okay so like i said when you let the dogs run or do the retractable lead in front of you and just bounce back and forth Okay, you're no longer in the picture. You can drop that lead, and that dog is in the next county and didn't look back because there isn't a relationship there And when you're outside. Everything else takes more precedent of over you when you're outside. Now, that's, that's how I know if a dog has a true relationship with their owner. How does a dog react outside when there's stimulus, okay, new things and stuff with their owner? And in the house, and there's nothing else. So, of course, you're the priority, right? But you put new stuff out in front of that dog. Does a dog check in with you? What are we going to do about this? Or is a dog just bursting into the situation saying, I've got this? Right. And so right. it's not aggression. You're not dealing with aggression. You're a dealing with a personality that you allowed to go amok and be a brat. Okay. And so the thing is, is that it's not like oh, I'm going to rip your face off. But unfortunately, when dogs get amped up, it usually is involved teeth <laughs> and teeth can hurt. So that's why the right. thing is, is to be able to, you know, some trainers will say, oh, throw treats, redirect them. Oh, that's a bunch of bunk. What you, the dog needs is structure. And that's how you get to move forward. And it's not me, master you dog. If you come down like a boom on this dog, knock it off, bad dog. That dog is going to, you're feeding that stress level and feeding the exhaustion. Anxiety and the aggression. Okay, so technically, I technically it's not aggression. It's just a dog run amok because he doesn't have any rules to follow. Okay, wow. and so he has to learn to look to you. Like, what are we going to do about it? And see, like, like I said, like having setting up a private lesson, like with myself, I can get you organized and get the dog organized and get you to work in the real world as a team. Okay, and so that's uh, that's the, you know people will say, well, my dog already knows sit down, blah blah blah. So what are you going to teach me? I said, if it's between you and a rabbit, who wins? <laughs> 
Well, the rabbit. Well, then you don't have much of a relationship. <laughs> you know, right. be, because the thing is, is, most dogs are gold inside. But when you get them out into the real world, that's where, um, you know what, hits the wall. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I appreciate it, Katie. I'm going to leave you with this, seeing that you're telling jokes a lot. Well, a family member just gave us a sign, and this is for another call, but okay. it says, beware, dog can't hold its liquor. Yeah. I love that one. I got that in a rug in my school. I love that one. Yeah, or yeah. walk carefully. My dogs are walk calmly and safely. Or walk calmly. Dog is watching from the bushes. So, but yeah. anyway, so, so we well, appreciate we'll call that. Another time to discuss that a bit. Get All right. Opinion. But thank you for your time, Katie. You bet. Take care. Appreciate thank it. you. Bye bye. Yeah, dogs that get amped up over other dogs and people and stuff like that, it's it's handler error that the dog doesn't have the confidence that the human can handle the situation. And it has to do with the personality of the dog. You get some dogs that are like, they don't care about leadership. They don't care about anything. It's just they're happy, happy. They're like Mr. and Mrs. Congeniality, okay? but what? Uh, and, and so those dogs will just enter a situation like happy, happy, happy. They never get um, uh, over the edge like, and you're looking at me and you're looking at me wrong you know they don't get like that because that's not their personality so the thing is you got to go by the personality of the dog on how to solve the problems okay okay let's take the last call last call is going to be uh kim has some questions about uh, food and uh cat all right hey kim how you doing good how are you good good so what do we need to learn nah no what uh well here's the thing my cats um they are four okay and we they're same letter we've had them since they were babies and I, the bottom line is I've tried all different kinds of protein sources, mm-hmm. and where we've landed is um, my one, she, tends, she only eats shredded, so I'm down to the wellness signature, and the only ones she eats, the only proteins, are chicken and turkey. And my, my boy... Um, he too only eats chicken and turkey, but he eats the um, freeze dried raw, the instinct nice, and the nice. Stella and chewy. Okay, good, good. So, but that's they don't like duck or rabbit or beef or, and I don't do fish. Okay, um, good. And I've tried the raw hamburger. We even went over to this place in Woodbury, got little raw, he sells all kinds of raw food. Yeah, Woody's. It might be. Yeah, what is it's over by Eric the bike man? Yeah, I, I think, think so. And, uh, yeah, yep. but um, the bottom line, they 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 won't eat any of it. But I know that they are really tired of chicken and turkey, and I know your thing on chicken, uh-huh, yeah, especially, so, yep. or even just the, you know all this same protein. Yep. But see, a lot of times, so cats they will change, but it takes a while. You know, like I said, the longest one I had, it took me a month and a half with Bubba. But the whole thing is, is that if you just take give like a couple crumbles of raw hamburger with what they will eat, you know, they'll get used to it. And then cats lick their food. They don't chew it, per se. And so, like you said, shredded, which is usually most cats don't like that. But that's cool. I know. But the thing is, though, is that now get them some just pate and add a little bit of water to it. And then mix it with a little bit, uh, you know, um, a little bit of uh, the, the shredded. I mean, you just, it's, it's going to be an experiment and you're going to rotate into things. And it will be, don't take a lot, like take like a tip of a teaspoon. You know what I mean? Because like I say, you got to slowly, and all of a sudden they will come around. Now, I will question though, is your cats overweight? No, they are not. Good. Okay. Because usually the overweight one's a little bit more fussier than the non-overweight. Do you, are you feeding any dry food at all? Well, 
they don't. I put a teeny bit of the core dry food on the bottom of the freeze dried, but he never, never eats that. Okay, yeah, no, I just try not to do it any put any dry in with anything. Okay, okay, just go strictly for the grain free canned. You know, try to do some raw, but like I say, just like a a whisper. And, and then eventually, like, when they'll eat it or they, without even really looking at it, and then add just a little bit more, you know, and just okay. baby step it, and it will happen. But most people just right away go, they don't even give it a chance. And it, the thing is, is that it will happen, but you just got to be more steadfast than say, hey, uh, yeah, it'll work, it'll work. Because if you put what you want them to eat kind of next to it, you know, or just slowly, you know, then all of a sudden, sometimes they may leave it, but then all of a sudden, by the fourth day, they're eating it. It's really, so okay. just give it a chance, okay? We got to head out. Thank you for the call right, and waiting. You. Give me a call up at Katie's Canine if you want to talk more, okay? Okay, y'all. You guys have a great week. You have a great trip. Birthday week for Mike. Thank He's going last day, uh, to San Diego. Yeah, San Diego, right? Yes. Okay. And you guys have a great week. Remember, if you don't train them, you don't blame them. Uh, don't hide your dogs. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Okay.